Hi, I'm Peter Haddock, and welcome to another edition of Supporting the Construction and Plant Industries podcast series, which is supported by Ritchie Brothers, the auctioneers and used equipment specialists. And actually, I have Rupert Craven on the line from Ritchie Brothers, because the first thing I wanted to do with Rupert is say a huge thank you to Rupert and his team for supporting this podcast series, but a bigger thank you to Rupert for pointing out that I should have been talking to Bill, who is the CEO of the Lighthouse Club construction charity, because they are in huge need at the moment to raise awareness of their charity, of the number for the charity, and also of people that can help them do some fundraising. Rupert, I just wanted to quickly talk to you about the charity and why you wanted me to get in touch with them and the work you've done with them. Then I wanted to actually move on to a couple of other things. Uh, Notice you guys are actually changed up what you're doing with regards to getting payments out to customers. And of course, with the sponsor series that you're happily sponsoring at the moment, we've got a huge issue with plant theft and I'd like to come to that. So Rupert, please give me a little bit of an outline of why the Lighthouse Club is so important to you guys. Well, hi, Peter. Great to speak to you. Yes, as you mentioned, the Lighthouse Club's always been part of the uh, industry and part of my career right the way through previous employment and through Ritchie Brothers. I think they do a fantastic job and a fantastic support to the construction industry. And we're very keen to put effort and money back into them as well to make sure it's going in the right directions. So tell me what the kind of things that you've done in the past and And what are you hoping for us to be able to do to help and support the charity moving forward, particularly as they're going to have a huge quarter of a million pound hole in their coffers uh, with not being able to do the Christmas event this year? Well, it's always been fairly easy for us. We've attended their great events, gone along and enjoyed them around the country. So that's been very enjoyable and very easy to participate in. We've done a few little fundraisers at our auctions, uh, selling off hampers and things like that, tickets at the auction. But I think we can do something much bigger going ahead through 2020 and use our platforms to raise money for them. That's fantastic, Rupert. And I know the Lighthouse Club are going to really appreciate that. I think the second thing that people are going to appreciate in the industry is actually getting money in their bank accounts right now, Rupert. So please explain to me something that you've changed at Ritchie Brothers to support people at this difficult time. Well, often, Peter, it's it's not particularly changing. It's just taking a different tool out the toolbox. And at the moment, I think that's the most important thing. It's it's offering advice and help where needed and when needed from that difficult times, but also times when things are quieter. People have got the time to look at their fleets from that. We're valuing hundreds of machines at the moment for everybody all over different types, from different industries, everything like that, to give people a guide on where we think they are. It's only advice on that. And if they want to go further with it, we're quite happy to either buy that machinery or to put advance money to them when it's in our yard uh, and just keep things moving on as we can sell it through our auction. And the next one's coming up June the 12th to the 19th. We're selling that as an online auction through from there or out the week before in Mordike from that. But it's something we've always offered before, whether people need to clear finance or invest in other projects. But we're quite happy to fund advances on money on the machinery that we've got and keep everything moving on. So it's not something new. Particularly, it's just something that's very beneficial and very useful at this current time. It certainly is. And I think it's probably something that people don't quite realise and that is available from you guys. Because really, you're known as auctioneers, aren't you? But you have got those other platforms that are working. So it's a good thing to know. And I think, Rupert, the other good thing I really want to talk to you about is part of the sponsored series that Ritchie Brothers have kindly done is theft, plant theft as sword. So what I want to really do is actually talk to you 
guys about some of the worries that people have had getting caught out by plant theft. You've got some things to reassure people out there because what we have seen in two of the podcasts is people talking about how sophisticated criminal gangs are now and how they're working not just in the UK but globally to actually orchestrate very, very clever ways in stealing plant but also getting it back into the industry. So we've talked about the cloning of plates and fake plates and that information been going onto fake websites so that when people do search that number, it does come up to look genuine. And people around the world are getting into serious problems because they're buying used equipment out there thinking it's from a reputable individual and they're getting caught out. Now, we've also mentioned a lot about the Caesar scheme and how effective that is in the UK. But what I wanted to understand and what you actually called me on yesterday was the fact that what happens if I buy something from someone like Ritchie Brothers and, you know, what are the things there that are going to protect me? So could you just give me a little bit of a, an insight in what your thoughts are, obviously, on the fact that plant theft has increased and what do people need to look out for and how does it work? I think theft has always been an issue with the used construction plant equipment industry. The average item that we're selling uh, including all the small stuff, is around five to £10,000. And quite a lot of the items are 30, 40, 50, 100,000. And the main difference is compared to a road going vehicle is they often have no way of registering them. It's literally the serial number, which is a stuck on plate and a stamping on a couple of parts of the machine. But the rest of it is really untraceable. Over the last few years, probably the last decade, there's been lots of work done, some great work by Caesar and DataTag, getting that set up so that when stolen machinery is found, it can be traced back to the original owner. There's lots of other deterrents and preventions that owners can do, going through from tracking to immobilisation to painting machines in, in colours that stand out to all those sort of good things and, and putting them in storage overnight from there. But it is still always part of the industry that we work in and something that we have to be very vigilant about and going through from there. So just looking at our business of how we deal with it, we sell thousands of machines a year just through our site in the UK, let alone around the world. It's hundreds of thousands of machines going through. These machines are brought in, sold, moved on to a new buyer and moved all over the world. So it's very easy for machines to be sold through and moved around if the people selling it and conducting the sales process aren't very vigilant about the machines that are coming in, from who they're coming in from, from what they look like when they're on site, and from where they go to after that. So the main defence for us is really about knowledge of machines and what to look for. And there's some really key, easy ways to look for that, such as, is the plate look genuine? Does it look like other machines in there? Has the stamping been tampered with? Does the machine look strange? Does it have the wrong hours for the amount of years it's got on? Easy things to tell. How's, how worn the seat and the steering wheel compared to the hours on it? Has anything been tampered with? So all these sort of things that we check on from there. There's some great online and published ways of checking whether the serial number is correct to the year, make and model of the machine. And it's having good relationships with the manufacturers so that we can call up and ask them questions if we think there is anything dubious from that. 
And we really see that we're very clear and transparent in the market that if we do have a problem, we will get to the bottom of it and go through from there. Luckily, we have very, very few. And I think being the name that we are in the industry as Ritchie Brothers, people would probably prefer to sell it in a different way than sell it through us, because I think we're well known for doing our due diligence and checks and making sure that what we're selling is correct, which in turn is a great asset to have for buyers when they're actually turning up to their auction. We want to run auctions that people trust in, that are transparent and that they can buy with confidence. And that's important for everybody in the industry so that the buyers know that they're getting the right machine, they'll pay top money for it and the sellers go away happy as well. In the result that there is an issue with a machine from that, that can be not necessarily just theft, that can be insurance, that can be outstanding finance, that can be written off, there can be lots of different ways from that. We always have a a contract with the buyer and the seller and we make sure that we look after that buyer and we also look after the seller as well so that we can make sure that we return the assets to the person. We will help the parties that are involved with that chasing through and getting back to the root cause of the problem and also working closely with the police forces, insurance companies, finance companies to make sure that we unravel it as best we can and try and stop this coming through our auctions, which will hopefully then go on to to people around the world so that they can sell and buy in confidence. So that's just a summary, Peter, of of what we're doing. Obviously, far more in depth if we get into it, but hopefully that explains a few points. And I think, yeah, I think, Rupert, that's worth saying that that is therefore your liability, isn't it? You know, when you've got those contracts with the buyer and the seller. I've heard from some of the guys from DataTag and an ex-police officer in the podcasts that basically people are getting very, very sophisticated. So they're actually cloning plates that even a dealer um, can't tell the difference. These sophistication levels are quite scary, really. Say that something did happen, and I know you've had very rare occasions throughout the globe that you've had to deal with. What would happen if that was discovered and how would you work that process through? Well, really working with the parties involved on that, you know, the, the seller and the buyer, making sure that the assets return to the right place and money's refunded. And we go through that to look after the people so that they come back and happy to buy again from there. It can go in both ways. You know, it's not always the seller at fault. It can also be the buyer. So we can work in both ways from that. But really to make sure that there is as amicable as possible resolution of the problem. And it goes back from that. But sometimes this chain can be a long time that person selling it could have bought it from someone who bought it from someone else and it goes right the way back so sometimes it can be very complicated and expensive and take a long time to unravel and i think what's important is obviously you've had experience in that but the fact that like you said before people know you're making all the checks it's a bit like how i was told by ian from clancy docker actually they've painted all of their equipment they're doing other things like telemetry systems, they're even doing thermal cameras at their yards. So actually, it tends to be the equipment that they have to maybe hire in that does get uh, stolen because people have got that area where they say, well, actually, you know, we don't want to attack this person because we're going to have to do a lot of work to sell it. And the same process goes for you when you're checking things out. So that's really quite reassuring to me, Rupert. I think we've all got to play our part in sort of addressing this theft issue. So thanks for supporting the podcast series and uh, taking some time out today. Uh, you get on with your busy schedule. It's been great to talk to you. Thank Cheers. you very much, Peter. Really appreciate it. Goodbye. Bye.